Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Ah, you've come to the right place. It is the drop the subject. Drop the subject. Whoa. We'll be right back. We're going to be right back. We just got here. Are we being played off already? I know, right? I just want to thank God and the Academy, the Hollywood Foreign Press. The Hollywood Foreign Press. Um, the, the and My mom. My mom, my mm-hmm. agents. My uh, agents. My team. My team. Honey, I love you so much. You're my world. Oh, to I have think, a team. Exactly, right? <laughs> um, okay, I think we're here. I yes. think we're on. And this is a very special episode of Drop the Subject because this is Drop the Subject's last sh- uh, show before Christmas, I which would we make it. I to say that. No, I thought that was like okay. a big secret. <laughs> Why would it be a big secret? <laughs> At 10.01 Pacific exactly time right. tomorrow, everyone's like, what the hell? What is going on? We've been bamboozled. This is the Drop the Subject Christmas Spectacular. Oh, there's a lot of pressure there with, with Spectacular. Included. Yeah, well, okay, Christmas Mediocre. <laughs> no, 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 it's the Christmas Spectacular now. All right, I'm excited. I don't know if you are. The the Navidad Spectaculo. Ooh. I don't know if that's right. Me goose. I'll get back to you on that. (laughs) Uh, We have the Monday Munch Report, of course, because it's Monday. We also have uh, Drop the President. We also have a quiz on uh, how well you remember the 2010s. We are going into another decade, after all, so how well do you remember this one? That's always fun. Nice throwback. But I'm particularly excited because we will be debuting on the airwaves here at Channel Q the... Lifetime, the recently greenlit. <laughs> the recently greenlit Lifetime movie that is still being written and will probably still be written throughout the throughout the show today while you are sleeping. With someone of the same sex. I uh, have been feverishly writing. You've you're I, you're you're going you're gonna go over this and give me some notes. I have to tell you, uh Ali sent us a, like a, a Google Doc link this morning and I was like, Oh, okay, I guess we'll go in here and start mm-hmm. writing this. And then I opened it. I was like, this is like pages long script already. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I uh, Yeah. Well, you know what? Thank the non-traffic getting here. Oh, Because okay. I left at the normal time and uh, it took me no time to get here. It's and it was raining. Like it was like a yeah. raining storm. Yeah. So literally nobody is in the office today. And anybody who is, is really just here as a formality. Our parking deck was like desolate. Oh. It was like tumbleweeds in there. Like it was... I was upstairs writing this masterpiece while you were sleeping with someone of the same sex, and everybody around me was not working. Everybody was just kind of chatting. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. Okay. The girl upstairs was <laughs> coughing a lot. She's been oh, sick no. again. Uh, I, th- I think she went back to the hospital. Uh, she said that it's been a very hard year for her, and right. I would agree. It, it yeah, sounds like it. But uh, it does seem that. Everybody is into socializing rather than getting any work done, which is, yeah. I mean, it's to be expected. It's not like you're like, Ugh. my Christmas is actually going to be a little bit unconventional this year. I don't know if you've ever done this or experienced this, Jarrett, but have you ever had a friend or somebody who was going to be alone for Christmas? Mm, yes. Especially when I'm here in LA, like I tend to, you know, I'm always like making sure everyone has some has somewhere to be or something like well, that. Well, yeah, yeah, you're a very thoughtful person, so I would imagine that if somebody would come to you and say, "Oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to be alone for Christmas," you would make sure that Bummer. they had a place. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be something. I'd be like, "Oh no." Yeah. Well, anyway, will you watch my cats? Ooh, While I'm gone visiting my yikes. family? No, no, no. I would never. Horrifying. Do that. <laughs> I. Uh, I got a text from a friend of ours who's a really, really good friend of ours, um, and she 
basically, in so many words, said that she's going to be alone for Christmas. Mm. So, and it was not planned. She was supposed to spend it with her brother and his wife, but then they took an impromptu trip. They were like, we're going to Jersey. Bye. Oh, but she hates them. She does not hate them, (laughs) but she, you know, the rest of her family lives, you know, in the Midwest Mm. and stuff. So she's not going to go out there. Anyway, so she didn't she didn't outright ask, Mm -hmm. but we were like, let's just bring her with us. You know, and we're going up to the Bay Area and we're going to see, I mean, we, we're making the rounds. Like yeah. like you, we have so many parents that we That's have to get through. Yeah. So we have to go to Katie's parents. We have to go to my parents. We have to go to my biological dad's house. We have to go to, thank God, my, one of the stepdads moved to Lake Tahoe. That's like one, oh. one less place that we have to go. Yeah. Um, but so she's going with us to all of these places. And my question for you is, do should she get a gifts for our families? Do they need to get gifts for her? Are oh. we just going to go with a non, like, hey, you're just a plus one? Uh, I also think that maybe at Christmas dinner, there's going to be at least one person in my family who thinks I'm in a thruple. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah. The big Les is coming in with a third. So this is Brittany. This is Brett. Okay. And we're Wait, all like sitting on the couch together. Is Brittany one of the ones that you guys have considered? Yeah. Oh. So, so you were uh, kind of maybe we are in a throuple. I don't know. Oh, I I feel like you probably ha- she had. It'd be great if she brought like a bottle of wine to bring to each. So place. that's what I was thinking is a plant. Something. Well, a plant requires upkeep and responsibility. Okay. I would okay. say if she just brought like a nice bottle of wine, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. a couple of rotisserie chickens and some dip. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> If Brittany showed up with two rotisserie chickens, I would definitely add her to my That's throuple. A, a call back to Sandra Bernhardt no on Will and problem. Grace. Um, um, yeah, but I tell her to bring like a couple of bottles of wine and a in individual bags. She'll be fine to go. Okay. Yeah. Right. Thank you. And for then you guys have to all get her a gift though. That's what we have. So we're yeah, and then yeah. we're going to a different. So we have to get a gift for each house. There's so much to consider here. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> all <laughs> we right. Take a quick break. When we come back, we've got a whole lot of show coming up. The Monday Munch Report. Donald Trump has been doing some things. And why is Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones saying she's not taking any more selfies? All those things coming up next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. It's the drop the subject. Christmas spectacular. Spectacular. Spectacular with Jarrett Nally and a producer Emmy. Recovering from food poisoning, which is a great segue into our Monday staple. This is when we get to talk about what we ate or threw up over the weekend. This is the Monday Munch Report. That sounds good. I'll have that. Yes, 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 yes. What are you doing? I'm blotting the grease. It's the best part. Let me see that. Now, I don't know about you, Jared. I don't know what you ate over the weekend, but for me, it seems a little bit like people are in a state of food hibernation where they know they're going to be eating a crap load this week. <laughs> so when it comes to, hey, what should I decide to eat? You're like, I'll just have a salad. I'll just oh see, I'm never there. <laughs> yeah, no. I I look at I look at holiday eating as conditioning. Like you gotta really huh? work your way up. Like you're oh, doing okay, a marathon. So you, oh. you gotta like, you know, start going hard early so that by the time the actual holiday gets here, you can really be ready to compete. See, this is why I think you would make a great competitive eater. Oh, thank you because so much. Because you're welcome. And I, I actually do mean that as a compliment because I think you would really strategically be able to do it. If I could do it and not like get sick and feel gross afterward, because I feel like whenever I watch the competitive eaters with like the hot dog eating contest or whatever, I always imagine they've got to feel 
awful afterward. Yeah, I don't know if your body is really built for shoving 72 hot dogs in it over the period of 10 minutes. So listen, I don't know about the ethics of that either. Listen, gay jokes removed. I love a hot dog, right? <laughs> And which was part of actually my Monday Munch, we'll talk about that in a minute, but like, I just, I always feel like competitive eating just looks horrifying to me. Yeah, well, and also it's not enjoyable. It's not like you are eating something that you're like, mmm, great, love a good hot dog. You're literally shoving a hot dog and and then you're you're, uh, drinking cups of water to just get it down your throat to get it. So it's, yeah, it's, it's. The bathroom situation has got to be horrendous. I have talked to Joey Chestnut about that and he does agree that it's, uh, yeah, it's a situation that happens. Speaking of, later. speaking of food-inducing bathroom situations, <laughs> Emmy, <laughs> <laughs> you like that hard left turn that we took yeah. there? Yeah. Uh, Emmy, you came into the stu- into the, our morning meeting this morning. You were like, uh, I was like, Emmy, what's the matter? What's going on? And you're like. I had food poisoning this yeah. weekend. You kind of had the shakes. Yeah. You, know, you didn't have a lot of color, and you're just kind of like s- silently shaking in your chair. What's also funny is we asked you if you'd taken anything. You said, I'm 26. I don't have my life together. <laughs> I was like, it's literally just getting like Pepto. And we were like, me and Allie are like, I have stuff to keep get you moving, to slow yeah. you down, to make things to go. To keep you to up, make to put you asleep. Exactly. I got stuff for congestion. I got like, we have a full on medicine cabinet so, at this point. Every, but I feel like when it's like stomach stuff, like it does doesn't really matter like even drinking water like comes right back out oh. up and out well, like it's just like yeah, you know why so what's the point let's Wasting start money? at the beginning okay? okay so what what happened exactly when it came to you spent most of yesterday throwing up but there must have been an enjoyment eating period before that where, where did this begin and then where i mean we all know where it ended but where did it begin <laughs> i suspect Okay. I'm not sure, because, I mean, who really knows for sure, for sure. I suspect that, um, so what had happened was, what had happened was, I (laughs) do, like, a food delivery service or whatever that, like, delivers, like, little meals that you make and stuff. It's great. Love it. But um, one of our deliveries was basically delivered on a day it wasn't supposed to, and it didn't notify us. And so Mm. I went out to go get an Amazon package or whatever, and I saw the, the... the package of the food. Ah. And so, so I, how long had it been sitting there? A day? Two? I'm not sure. Oh, I don't know when it was no. delivered. Like I didn't get a notification and it was yeah. This is so not good already. So I took it back uh to my apartment, you know, and opened it up and all of the ice was already like thawed, but like the meat was still like kinda cold. It wasn't like it definitely didn't get hot or it anything. wasn't room it temperature yet. Yeah, it wasn't. So okay. I was like, Okay, it's probably fine or whatever. So we ended up making burgers and oh, at least it was S hit the fan. Yikes. So, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. You know no, what's... it wasn't great. It wasn't food poisoning great. is one of the worst things. It's the Truly. worst, especially when you, 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 you've you got to the bathroom, you've done your thing, and then you know you have like a 10 to 15 minute window of feeling sort of okay before mm-hmm. it's all going to start coming back again. And mm-hmm. I know this feeling recently because I got alcohol poisoning, but were both of you, you and your boyfriend, both had food poisoning at the same time? Because that's even worse. Oh, like when you to rotating both of in you, and out? Exactly, are rotating it's musical yep. toilets yep. in your apartment. This makes me think of about bridesmaids. It's coming out like lava! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, um, he was still feeling the effects this morning. And I mean, Oof. I'm not like A1 or anything, but I'm not. So what, so you were throwing up until when last night? Oh, God. Like, Did you, 
is it 3 a.m.? Oh, no. Roughly. Roughly. Yeah, you got to get some electrolytes back in your body. Well, if anyone was asking for it yesterday, it might have been me. So, like, I've there's street food here in L.A. that I see all the time when I'm out, like, in, like, the more populated areas of LA. Um, and there's always like these hot dogs wrapped in bacon with like peppers and onions. I know and them well. They're so like the first when I mm. first moved here I had one and I was like, Oh my God, this is this is what God wants for me. <laughs> and so I I've seen them a lot out lately, but I'm also usually never carrying cash. And so That's I That's the only reason to carry cash anymore is those hot dogs. Exactly. It is that is only literally that, right? the only reason. That and like maybe like a parking situation. Um so I saw them yesterday and I was out with someone and so like I saw them and I thought to myself, like, oh, this could happen today. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, oh, I have cash. Like, you know, and so then uh, we stopped and grabbed them and I was kind of let down. No. It was not, it's not what I wanted. No. Yeah. I, I feel like I could have gotten it at another one, but like I only see them in LA. Like if you're in any other city, I don't know if you guys have them. And if you do, let me know. But okay. They do have them in other places. And I will tell you, Chicago, or no, 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 sorry, Seattle. Uh huh. They have the bacon-wrapped hot dogs there on the street, oh. but they have toppings that you don't normally see. Like what? Cream cheese. Ooh. Oh. And it great. is amazing. Cream cheese makes anything better, and I'm right? I'm a fan. I mean, if you can just picture the hot dog, the wrapped in bacon, all the fixins like you're saying, right. and then some cream cheese right in the middle there, oh, it is delicious. So every time now we walk by those hot dog carts, Katie always asks, do you have cream cheese? The answer is always, always no. no. Yeah. But that's just something that, I mean, you're right. Cream cheese makes everything better. We I, should just go get some cream cheese right I, now. I have three packs of it in my refrigerator for no apparent reason right now. <laughs> Not lying. <laughs> in an apocalypse situation, that will get you through I'm at covered, least yeah. a few hours. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, our first Trump around, because there are a few different things you need to know about the president this week. That's coming up next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, still lots to come on the Drop the Subject Christmas Spectacular, including our Lifetime original movie. But let's get into what will probably be a big topic of conversation over your Christmas dinner table, and that is the President of the United States. Is a D-bag. I mean, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Is a D-bag. What D-baggy thing is he doing this weekend? Well, we'll we'll talk about one of them, because who has that kind of time? Oh, okay. Um, But yeah, so there's uh, an article right now about how Donald Trump is on track to uh, break a bit of a record, if you will. I'll remind you that before he was president, Donald Trump uh, had every negative thing to say about Barack Obama, including how much he played golf. He felt like Obama played way too much golf. It was costing us way too much money. He should be busy presidenting and not golfing. Mm. Well, we are adulting. They're presidenting. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just going to read the headline because it it puts it right there. It says, Trump's Mar-a-Lago winter vacation pushes taxpayer golf tab above $118 million. Trump criticized predecessor Barack Obama for spending too much time playing golf, but is on track to pass Obama's eight-year total in just four years. Wow. I mean, when you you really put your mind to it, to be a D-bag, you can succeed. I just, I, is this an enormous, like, egregious story, like, it's not the worst possible thing in the world, but I just want for the Trump supporter out there to recognize the complete ridiculousness of their president. 
I also feel very bad for the people that have to golf with him oh. and and also pretend to not see him constantly cheating, which I'm pretty sure he's doing. Well, no, it's like it's like well how... documented that he cheats during golf. Like, it is. Oh, it absolutely is. Um, there have been so he's pretty... literally like <clears throat> like dropping the ball. Closer oh yeah, to... no, absolutely. Like there are <laughs> there's douche. there are many many multiple claims from like well-sourced journalists that talk about the way that he cheats when he plays, that he, you know, he cheats against every person that he plays against in golf so that he wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, this is another one of those things where it's like, you know, don't make this a bigger thing than it is, but it's like, this is something that dictators do. Like with uh, North, with Kim Jong Un, they talk about how he hits a hole in one, and he's you oh, know and how like he summited a mountain with just sandals and a bathing suit or something. Exactly, like that. he yeah. did it as a child. Uh-huh. Like he's a prodigy. Like this is, uh, and I mean, I think people think I'm being sarcastic when I say it, but I'm like, no, no, no. This is literally something that dictators do. Now. I have questions about why taxpayers are paying for any president's golf. Which is a good question, right? So, Like, like why am I paying for them to for his play 18, 18 holes? holes? Yeah. So it's not that they're paying for like his the, the round of golf, because usually he's playing at his own golf courses. Um, it's more so that it costs us money to like fly him to Mar-a-Lago, to bring Secret Service there, to have you know meetings that are now going to be held there. We, it costs millions of dollars to do that every time that he he wants to go take a break in in uh in mar-a-lago and we were doing that with barack obama too well barack obama exactly like and clearly like to uh, maybe a quarter of the amount that he's been doing it at this point no i get that it's a quarter of the amount but why are we paying for that at all like i just feel well anytime the president goes anywhere it costs us money i know but if he's going somhere for recreational purposes why don't you take your own damn jet i don't want my taxpayer dollars so that's something the president can't do like it would be wildly illegal for the president to just go on a vacation this was also a conversation when barack obama took michelle obama on a date to new york right they're like how much money is this costing us oh my god mind you none of those people are complaining about the 118 million dollars we spent on on donald trump playing um playing golf right but like when the president goes anywhere, it, even like if we talk about President Clinton and um, Hillary Clinton, right? If they go somewhere right now, it costs taxpayers money because they have a Secret Service detail that is with them for the rest of their lives. So, like, so anytime any president goes, goes anywhere, anywhere it costs we money. have to pay money. Yeah, well, because it costs money to send them. Donald Trump is like abusing this in a way that like is way more than any other president has because I want to say his trips cost us like two between two and four million dollars every time he goes god I wish every president was an agoraphobe (laughs) I just wanted to stay in the house yes just stay in the stupid house be a weird old cat lady Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject, Jarrett Nally. And uh, we have so much coming up on today's show. We're also going to be doing a little bit later a gift exchange. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it's a different kind of gift exchange because we don't have actual gifts for one another. We have office gifts. It's the office space gift exchange where we will take turns milling about the building, searching in old drawers, finding maybe a random hole punch. We have to give somebody a gift that we have found within the office walls. I kind of like the idea of this. I do too. You know, if you really investigate the space in here, there is a lot of forgotten stuff. I mean, you know, drawers from hosts past. Mm. There might be some coupons in there. (laughs) There might be, you know, unemployment paperwork. You have no idea what you could find if you really look around. Yeah, yeah. So that would be a a fun thing to look forward to. Um, And then uh, I think next week we should re-gift 
I think you had the idea. Yes, you had the idea that we should re-gift something that didn't go so well from Christmas. A re-gift exchange, yeah. yeah because, you know, wh- who are we fooling ourselves? We're definitely all going to receive something that we're not really going to use. Yeah, so absolutely. So even, you know, maybe there's something that I-, I got that would be good to give to you or mm-hmm. vice versa. Maybe not. Maybe I'll give you something and re-gift it to you and you'll just re-gift it to someone else. But who knows? I'll re- immediately re-gift it to Emmy. You'll re-re-gift. There you go. Yeah. It'll be three, re- it'll be three gifting. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. Now let's talk about there's there's a really interesting article that uh, that was just released about Amelia Clark and something that she said about having a panic attack and why she will not take selfies with people anymore. And it raises a lot of questions about when it's okay to walk up to somebody and ask for a picture. Uh, I believe she was doing a podcast interview. Mm-hmm. and When she, she talked about this. When yeah. she talked about this. Uh, I, I would assume it's a British podcast because everyone has really heavy accents. This is what was said. Like, I was just knackered. And that was at a time when people were stopping me quite a lot. So I was genuinely walking through an airport, like, and I just suddenly started having oh. what I can only believe to be a panic attack brought on by, like, complete exhaustion and was just on the phone to my yeah I was on my own and I was on the phone to my mum because I called her and I was like I feel like I can't breathe I feel like I don't know what's going on she was like take a sit down you're all good you're all good and then I'm there and then the tears are coming out and and I'm crying and I'm crying and I'm crying down to try and not be like I'm sitting on this seat in the gate and this guy's like can I get a selfie can I get a selfie and I was like I can't breathe I'm really sorry just having a minute can I just and then like so it was after a few moments like that where you're just like I don't I don't know how to do this so I started to say I'm not going to take a photo but I will sign something because then as soon as you sign something you have to have an interaction with that person oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you do I uh, <clears throat> in the last presidential debate Elizabeth Warren was boasting that she's taken 100,000 selfies with people um, at rallies um, which the first thing I thought was there's someone like with a clicker every time she's out there like one yeah two I'm like counting 206 207 yeah. 3418 oh, you know what i mean lord that's their job but then i thought to myself like if she can take that many selfies someone can click the button you know what i mean <laughs> right like, yeah but I, I remember last week when anita baker was here and like i saw her in the halls i I mean, I felt like I looked like trash that day. And she wasn't, like, in full TV glam. She was here doing a radio interview. So, like, I didn't want to ask her to take a picture. But then she saw that I had my phone. She was like, let's take a picture. And so then I, I said, yes, let's take the picture. See, that's nice when the other person suggests it. I always am afraid to ask for a picture yeah. from anybody. And that's probably on me because then I'm like, oh, my God, I met Jennifer Coolidge. She's one of my favorites ever. And then they're like, did you get a picture? And I'm like, no, because I'm too scared to be like, I want a picture because yeah. everybody else is saying I want a picture, but then the idiot who doesn't have the guts to say it doesn't have an effing picture. I think the good rule is uh, if they offer, like, I I want to be clear, I get recognized like twice a year, so it doesn't happen very often, but like, I will take the picture myself, because oh. then you can make sure, I, I can at least make sure I know what I look like in the photo. Oh, that's but, like, good. I think it's generally like a difficult thing to, for a person to just take a picture at random when you're out at Target or like you know what I mean like yeah. I think it's a very awkward thing um, in the tampon act- aisle which is usually where I am or walking through the airport yeah you know what I mean like oh yeah airport looks it's uh-uh. just not the place to be fluorescent lighting no yeah. thank you Daenerys does not even Daenerys cannot look good in that it's lighting. funny that you say it in the tampon aisle because I, I feel like <laughs> the place that I get recognized the most not the tampon aisle oh? but it is usually like in a Target or in a grocery store or like something like that and someone will recognize your voice or someone will recognize 
recognize your face. Yeah. And it's just a really awkward thing. So, like, don't ask to take pictures with people. Just don't do it. Just don't. As a general rule. Yeah, you know what? Uh, but, I, hey, you know what? For me, sure, take a picture. Because yeah. I, uh, I could take all the validation that I could possibly get. All right. Uh, how well do you remember the 2010s? We will get to that next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Allie Johnson. Yes. Jared Hill, drop the subject. We have uh, a review of the decade. I want to see how much you feel like you know the 2010s. Uh, CNN has put together a test that I think is pretty solid. They have six different quizzes. One is about U.S. news. One is about world news. Oh, God. One is about business and tech. One is about sports. And one is about culture. There's also one about entertainment, so okay, that's what we're going to do. Jesus, can we just go, like, all right. You got I don't this. think, I like, there's all of those that you listed, there's not one that I feel confidently about. Well, the entertainment quiz, I think, is probably the best bet for all of us. Uh, yeah, I but what do... kind of celebrities? Is it going to be, like, Jenner crap? Because I don't know anything about that. Okay. okay, hey, just take a breath. We're all here together. <laughs> you can give me the U.S. news quiz. I'll give you the entertainment quiz. How about that? Yeah, but you know everything about U.S. news. I don't I think that's true. I want to do U.S. news. I actually don't. You want to do U.S. news? Yes. This look on your face says, I'm lying. I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> Give me U.S. news. You want the U.S. news? Yes. Group? Okay. And then I'll do the entertainment group? Yes. Okay. All right. Listen, you guys heard it here first. <laughs> Let's get interesting. There are 12 questions. Are you ready? Uh, sure. On April 20th, 2010, an explosion on the Deepwater Horizon oil rig caused an estimated 4.2 million barrels of oil to spill into the what? Gulf. The Gulf of Mexico, the Hudson Bay, Persian Gulf, or the Gulf of Alaska? Oh, they're all gulfs. Mm. Okay, wait. What are the gulfs again? Gulf of Mexico. Gulf of Mexico. Final answer. All right. That is correct. Yeah! I thought this was going to be a 420 question. I was like, all right, great. <laughs> April 20th. Um, Emmy, fire up the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire music if you mm-hmm. have it. Let's make us a little bit more pressure. All right, I'm all one right. for one. On September 7th, excuse me, September 17th, 2011, hundreds of demonstrators set up camp in New York City's Zuccotti Park to protest income inequality, corporate greed, and the political elite in a movement known as A, the Great American Boycott, B, Occupy Wall Street, C, the Millennial Movement, or D, OK Boomer. Okay, that that's a fun like side one that they right. threw in there. Yeah, uh, the Wall Street one. Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. Final answer. Final answer. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a genius. All right, all right. Slow down. <laughs> that was two questions. Number three. On February 26, 2012, 17 year old Trayvon Martin was shot and killed by George Zimmerman in Sanford, Maine, North Carolina, oh. Florida, or Texas. Uh, okay, give me the states again. Maine, Maine North Carolina, Maine. Florida, or Texas. I'm gonna. Sanford go is the city. Sanford, Sanford, Sanford. Uh, I'm gonna go North Carolina. Final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. Damn it! The correct answer was Florida. Oh, I was going between the two of those. Number four, on April 15th, 2013, two bombs exploded near the finish line of this race killing three people and injuring more than 250 others. Okay, New York City Marathon, Boston Marathon, Tour de France, Kentucky Derby. Is Boston Marathon your final answer? Yep. That is correct. Yes! All right, Number five. Three out of four. In the winter of 2014, pro- the this protest erupted across the United States after the killings of Eric Garner and Michael Brown by the police. Was it No Justice, No Peace? Was it I Can't Breathe? Was it Hands Up, Don't Shoot? Or was it Black Lives Matter? I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Is that your final answer? Yes. 
That is incorrect. Damn it! It's Black Lives Matter. So yeah. wait, which one was I Can't Breathe? I Can't Breathe was uh, Eric Garner, but Eric Garner and Michael Brown together ended up being I Can't Breathe. It was, um, it was all kind of on the umbrella. Oh, okay. I was but like, I Can't I Breathe was attached to that Eric Garner. That was the, okay. Yeah. I was like, I thought that was him. Number six. On December 14th, 2015, a state of emergency was declared in this place after cost-cutting measures led to dangerous levels of lead in the city's drinking water. Flint, Michigan. Boom. Final answer? Yes. Other options are Sioux County, South Dakota, Baltimore, Maryland, or Oakland, California. You're saying Flint, Michigan. I'm saying Flint, Michigan, because I lived in Oakland, and I don't remember not being able to drink the water there. I'm sorry. That's correct. Oh, <laughs> you I got was it. like, okay, I give um, up. On June 12, 2016, 49 people were killed after a gunman opened fire inside a blank in Orlando, Florida. Was it a basketball stadium, a church, a nightclub, or a high school? Nightclub. That was Pulse. Final answer? Yes. If you didn't get that right on Channel Q, you I know that was it. like really on the line. <laughs> All right, number four. Excuse me, number eight. You have four questions left. On August 12, 2017, violence and tensions broke out in Charlottesville, Virginia, as this rally uh, took over the city. Was it women's rights? Was it climate change? Was it white supremacists? Or was it immigration? Oh, my Lord. Can I have, hear the question again, Jared? August 12, 2017, violence and tensions broke out in Charlottesville, Virginia, as a blank rally took over the city. Women's rights, climate change, white supremacists, or immigration? Mm, I'm not sure on this one. I think I'm going to go immigration. Think about, think about the city where this happened, Charlottesville. Charlottesville, Charlottesville. Oh, 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 Charlottesville. Um, you might remember the president came out and made a comment about both sides that got him in trouble after can I have the options one more time? Sorry. Women's rights, climate change, climate change. white supremacy, no. or White supremacy, white supremacy. You like Donald Trump, white supremacy. Yes. Yes. Final answer? Yes. That is correct. Yeah! We'll take a quick break. Allie's got three questions left. Does she remember the 2010s or not? That's next. <gasps> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. We are in the middle of seeing if Allie knows her news. We've just gone through... Um, you. First of all, I... Gave you the entertainment quiz and you said no. No, I wanted U.S. news. I want the U.S. news quiz, and you've done pretty well so far. I have. Um, you've only gotten, I think, two of these questions wrong. You're on question number ten, question number nine. Excuse me. Yeah, are you ready? This is a twelve question quiz. Yes. Right. You have four questions left. Mind you, I said four questions earlier. <laughs> math. Okay. <laughs> on a math quiz. Yeah, exactly. Let me give ready? that one to you. Let's fire up the music. On October 1st, 2017, this many people were killed and almost 700 were injured after the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history oh at a country music festival in Las Vegas. Was it 49 people were killed, oh 101, <gasps> 33, or 58? Again, Jesus, this quiz is so depressing. I mean, it's U.S. news. Okay. October 1st, 2017, this many people were killed and almost 700 were injured after the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history. Deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history. Okay, numbers again, please. 49, 101, 53, or 58. Just for the record, remember Orlando, the Pulse nightclub? That was the deadliest mass shooting before this one happened. <sighs> God. Uh, if you remember how many people were there, this was was more I than that. Was 49, four, 101, eight. 33, or 58. Oh, 33 mm-hmm. is one? Okay. I'm going to go 58. 58. Is that your final answer? Uh, I mean, I guess. I don't know what kind of a lifeline I would use at this time, so I'm just going to go 58. You can ask me for a 50-50 if you want it. Really? Yeah. Okay, I want a 50-50. All right. I'm going to narrow it down to 49 or 58. <sighs> 
I mean, my instinct is actually 49. I'm going to do 49. All right. Final answer. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. No, was it 58? It was 58. Oh, that's not fair. Can I get a half right? No. I said at 58 at you first. You did. I was like, no, don't Was 49 at, at Pulse? 49 was Pulse, I yeah. knew 49 was a number that I... All right. Ah. 58. Um, it started off as... I want like go-backsies. 50. I want go-backsies. Okay. In late August of 2017, this hurricane made landfall in Texas as a Category 4 storm. Was it Michael, Harvey, Florence, or Alberto? Harvey. Are you sure? Final yes. answer. That is correct. Yeah! All right. Number 11. On uh, November of 2018, this fire became Jesus. the deadliest and most destructive wildfire in California's history. Paradise. November of 2018. Was it camp? Woolsey, Hill, or Carr? With two R-C-A-R. Say them again. Camp. Camp, Woolsey, Hill, or Carr? Okay, I want to say it was camp because I think that the campfire was what wiped out paradise, and I believe that was the worst one. I'm going to go, I'm going to go camp. Final answer. Final answer. That is correct. I feel very weird celebrating these horrific tragedies. All right, number 12. I mean, there, yes, it's U.S. News, but there was something happy that happened in U.S. News in the past decade. Well, you know. All right. This one. Isn't there a Blue's I, I, Clues question or something? <laughs> Jesus. That would have been in the entertainment quiz that all you're right, giving all me. All right. There. All right. Okay. On December 18th, President Trump became the third American oh. president to be impeached. The other two were this and that. Were they Richard Nixon and Bill Clinton? Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton? Abraham Lincoln and Richard Nixon? <laughs> Or Herbert Hoover and Bill Clinton. Abraham Lincoln getting impeached would be a real stain on right? American history. It's definitely Richard Nixon and Bill Clinton. Final answer, Jarrett. 100% confidence. 100% confident. 50% wrong. No. It's Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton. Remember, Richard Nixon resigned. That's not fair. He didn't end up getting impeached. That's not fair. Because... You didn't know it? No. He was going to be impeached. <laughs> right, but he was not impeached. Okay, but that's a trick question. You know what? This quiz, this quiz is BS. I know my damn history. You were pretty close. I, you, I love the confidence that you had, though. You're like... I know this. I know this one. Okay, but you, yeah, it's because I'm watching all the news coverage and they're talking about. Remember when Nixon? I'm remember let when her Nixon? Keep going remember off. when Nixon? Lose it or lose blah it blah, is blah, next. blah blah. I impeached this quiz. Ep- Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. Allison Johnson, you just uh, gave us a a pretty decent performance in U.S. news quizzes. Um, I mean, I, I I would contest at least two of those questions, but sure. <laughs> okay. Hi. Uh, you got four out of 12. I would ask for a do-over, but I'd be biased. It's fine. It's okay. Uh-huh. Um, but now you're giving us the news. You've got am. three headlines. I've got three votes. It's time for News It or Lose It. All right. Here's your first headline, Jarrett. Move over, Santa. Kids are asking Alexa to bring them presents. Oh, um, I think I love everything about this. Do you have the bell? Where's the bell? I don't know. I have it on my phone. What the hell, man? All right, what you got? All right, headline number two. No Christmas service at this church for the first time in 200 years. Oh, I think I know what this one is. Mm -hmm. Um, Lose it. All right. Shout out to Notre Dame. And finally, headline number three. Pennsylvania dog at shelter for over 900 days has one Christmas wish to get adopted. Oh, <laughs> how could I say no? You're such a B word. All right, uh, sure. 
this is not another gay gay cray cray, I promise. <laughs> All right, so a dog at a shelter. Of course, we have to pull on your heartstrings this Christmas. And then also, you know, move over Santa. Alexa is the new clause. We'll get to all that when we get back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. All right, Allie. You got two out of three. Respectable. Hey, don't get down on yourself, buddy. I'm not. It's okay. You know what? <laughs> not down on myself because of this, that damn quiz. All right. Well, hey, you're going to quiz me later, and I can't promise that I'm going to do well in entertainment. But I think that you'll do great. I Here's hoping. As I long as I, I get just... nine right, I'm I'm beating you. Is there a camping quiz I can give you? Yes. Yes, there is. <laughs> they actually have that right here on CNN.com as well. <laughs> All right. Here's your first headline. This is the one that you news. Jarrett, move over, Santa. Kids are asking for Alexa to bring them presents. Now, it's never been easier to ask for things and get them delivered. Literally, all you have to say is, Alexi, Alexa, bring me the world, and she will figure bring it out. Bring me the world. Bring me the world, <laughs> and she will <laughs> figure it out, add to cart, and uh, you don't even have to tell her please or thank you. And apparently this year with kids, they are taking full advantage of that. They are basically cutting out the middleman, which in this case is Santa, and they're just saying, hey, Alexa, bring me Paw Patrol toys. What? And then all of a sudden, Alexa adds them to the cart and delivers them to the house. You know what I'm thinking about? I always think about what it's like to be a kid and the things that you never didn't know about. Like, Alexa has always been around for some kids. Mm -hmm. I have a a 15-month-old nephew. First of all, he doesn't know what Alexa is, but like he will never live in a world that didn't have Alexa that you could just say something to and get whatever it is you're asking about. Yeah, and you know when he gets to be 40 or 50 years old, he's going to be like, "You know, I was born just after Alexa." Right. Like Alexa barely had existed when I was born. Well, that and then like Alexa would be so antiquated by then. Yeah, no, there wouldn't be an Alexa. There'll be like Alexa a chip would in your neck, like... and you can think about what you want, and it'll show up at your door before you can finish the thought. Exactly. I mean, it'll all be implanted in our brains at that point. But it'll with... be the Jetsons. It'll yeah, it'll be like Rosie. She'll be the one doing everything <laughs> exactly. for us. But ordering items on Amazon has never been easier, and uh, it seems that a lot of kids are using. Alexa to their advantage around Christmas time and they basically if if you if parents can password protect their Alexa that's the best way to go because you can have, I guess set up some kind of a pin that needs to be spoken before you can make a purchase parents can also turn off voice purchasing from Amazon uh, so when a parent enables free time uh, on an echo device or uses the echo dot kids edition all voice purchasing is automatically disabled because this has been such mm. a problem where kids are like all I have to do is say what I want to this robot lady and I will have it in my house well, two days what also what is cool about it is like this is something the Amazon Alexa or Amazon Echo people did not think about when they created this. You know what I mean? Like they were like, oh my God, kids are doing this. We can't. But like I know whenever I ask my Alexa to do something new, um, it can pop up on my phone and like I have to respond in that Alexa app. So I'm, I'm guessing they've got ways around this. Yeah, I'm sure they're figuring it out. All right. Well, you know, one thing that people might not be adding to their cart is an old dog. Oh, but no. <laughs> there's a dog in Pennsylvania. This is just one of those many stories where every Christmas they're like, let's find some, you know, this person or this animal wants a home for Christmas. And in this case, a dog named Lucy uh, has been in a a shelter for the past two and a half years, 900 days to be exact, and has delivered
delivered a letter to Santa Claus asking for her Christmas wish, which is to be adopted. Shout out to a dog that can write a letter. I know. Hey, you know what? If a dog has opposable thumbs and can write, that's more useful Literally, than Alexa. The first thing I thought was like, opposable thumbs? What? <laughs> okay. Uh, she was dropped off at the SPCA on May of 2017 with her sister by animal cruelty officers with the Animal Rescue's Humane Law Enforcement Aww. Unit. After spending more than two and a half years at the shelter, Lucy is in search of her forever home. Oh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm getting a little nauseous. I want to euthanize the person that wrote this. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, Last week, Santa decided to pay her a visit because the dog has been a good girl this entire year. So Aww. there's a whole Facebook post about you know the dog being very good and how Santa would like her to be adopted and blah, 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 blah. I'm sure that she will be. Her name is Queen Lucy. See, you can adopt her. I'm sure we can tweet out the link so that you can uh, add this puppy, this oh, this not puppy, this older dog to your cart and maybe well, have a nice addition to your family. Well, good luck to her. Maybe she can uh, get in with the Buttigieg family. When we come back, oh. we'll explain to you why Buttigieg emails are getting him in trouble. That's next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, whenever we're talking about something to do with the 2020 election, it's something that we like to reference as... Drop the president. Drop the president. In what is a bit of a mashup today, we're going to do two different stories. One is Drop the President, and one will be uh, Trump around, because Pete Buttigieg and Donald Trump were in the headlines this weekend for email scandals, which... Hey, we know them well. This is a trend Delicious, now. right? Yeah. Um, so, first things first, Pete Buttigieg um, is kind of under a lot of scrutiny right now. This headline comes from Axios, and it says, Buttigieg fundraiser dangles influence for cash, which... You know, it feels very Trumpy. It says in a recent email exchange with a wealthy prospective donor, a top fundraiser for Democratic presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg made an offer that was unusually blunt, even by modern pay-to-play standards. He said, "If you want to get on the campaign's radar now, before he's flooded with donations after winning Iowa and New Hampshire, you can use the link below for donations." And basically, he's like saying, like, if you if you've got money and you really want to get access to the candidate, you can donate here and. What do you mean get access to the candidate? Be able to like have more influence with the candidate, be able to talk to him, be able to seemingly get some things out of him if you want them, which generally not a good look. Okay. Um, and this is something that, you know, feels kind of Trumpy. You know what I mean? Because so many people, people uh, in the Trump administration were like major Trump donors. Betsy DeVos was a Trump a Trump donor. Um, we had we saw uh, Gordon mm. Sondland that and was you know, came out and testified. Being a doni- donor was always a good thing. Yeah, right? Listen, exactly. You know, I was always so proud of that little dot on my license. Listen, but when yeah. you're a donor for Trump, you're like, that's a scar that you have for well, life. It's, it's, a, it's a scandalous thing because it kind of talk, it speaks to who your influencers are. And you might remember last week we played the clip of uh, Pete Buttigieg and Elizabeth Warren in the debate, and she was talking about the Wine Cave uh, um, fundraisers and how, you know, those rich people, when they give you all this money, mind you, you can only donate $2,800 to a campaign, but you can donate, you know, exorbitant amounts of money to a super PAC, which then can then kind of work on the behalf of uh, of a candidate. Ah, yes, the super PACs. The super PACs. (laughs) Um, Those are bad. Those are... It depends on how you look at them. I mean, super PACs are a whole other beast, and we can probably we probably should jump into those one day and talk about what they are. But um, it's something that runs alongside a campaign, but they're not allowed to talk to each other. 
um, they're not allowed to work together. But like, if I if you were running for president and I was like a friend of yours, but I wasn't working on your campaign, I could raise all this money over here, and as long as we're not like working together per se, you could, I could still be helping me. I could run campaigns, alley for president. I could you know run attack ads against your opponents and that kind of thing. But technically, we're not working. together. As long as we're not talking about that, you're just at, yeah. at your own free will. Yeah. You happen to be raising a bunch of money and endorsing me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how that works. So Pete Buttigieg is saying, "Give me your money, and uh, you can totally chat with me and influence my well, campaign." He hasn't been saying this, but one of his top fundraisers has been saying this to people in emails, and so they say ah. um, the the prospective donor was um, apparently disturbed by this kind of solicitation, saying it's very telling and concerning that one of the campaign's major um, bundlers would talk like that. And he's a bundler, as in he is a person who kind of like bundles all of these different fundraisers and, and incentives. Now, moving over to Donald Trump, Donald Trump was in a bit of an email scandal over the weekend regarding Ukraine and the Ukraine. Uh, Emmy's like, are you not going to say it? <laughs> Trump around, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So Donald Trump, uh, obviously, has been, it was recently impeached over the Ukraine scandal. And this is a new piece of evidence. And I, I think it's important for people to recognize, like, we have no expectations that he's going to get removed from office. But we also have no expectations about what surprises are left to come, right? This, we didn't know about this, e- this set of emails um, back when impeachment was happening. Um, and now that it's over, like, something like this is coming out. Um, the story coming from uh, NBC News says newly released emails regarding Ukraine defense aid held by the White House show that a request to withhold funds came less than two hours after President Donald Trump's July phone call with Ukrainian President uh, Volodymyr Zelensky um, that has served as the backbone of, of the impeachment proceedings. And so I do hear a lot of, uh, you know, pundits saying like, Anything could happen in the next, you know, month, weeks, or whatever. As we're going through this impeachment trial uh, in the Senate, that could tip the scales. Now, mind you, do I think he's going to get removed based on what we have now? Absolutely not. Yeah, like, but I, anything could happen. I think even if they had a smoking gun, which some people would argue they already have on day one, on with the day transcript, yeah. right, and those text messages. Yeah, he's still not going to get removed from office. So what? would really skew that like what would move that needle this would potentially but we like for you and me it would but not for a majority ruled senate imagine what that would be but there's so many unknowns here like we don't know what what we don't know kind of thing um and so i mean if there's some tape of him talking about you know, I want him to do this, and if he doesn't, I'm not going to give them. You know what I mean? If there's something like that, then possibly. But hmm. if this is something just to kind of keep your eye on because things are going to start unfolding pretty quickly after the new year with um, the impeachment trial. If Nancy Pelosi goes along with giving over the articles, it's just a drama that mm. we don't know what's going to oh, happen. Just so. gets you in the mood for the season. It really it? does. Woo. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, more drop the subject. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. All right, the tables are about to turn here on Drop the Subject. It's my turn to quiz Jarrett on the history of the years from 2010 to 2019. I did not do very well on the quiz. I guess I did better than expected, but still, that's not saying much. I would say you did pretty solid, because you didn't think you were going to do well at all. Your voice is so high saying that. I thought you did very, very well, Allie. Well, because you took the quiz thinking that you were like, I feel like I could do okay, and you weren't very sure. You got 8 out of 12. Mm. 
That's still not. A, is that even a passing grade? That's a C, I think. That's a something. Yeah. Let me tell you very quickly about how you can have a very Merry Christmas with Mariah Carey. To celebrate the 25th anniversary of Mariah Carey's album, Merry Christmas, and the single, All I Want for Christmas is You, maybe you've heard of it, we want to give you a chance to win the ultimate holiday gift, which is a trip for two, including round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, two tickets to Mariah Carey's The Butterfly Returns show, and this is all in Vegas, including two backstage passes to meet Mariah Carey. That is pretty much the best present anybody could ever get. You can win a trip to Las Vegas to see Mariah Carey at the Coliseum inside Caesars Palace in February. All you have to do to win is go to wearechannelq.com, so head over there right now. I have an update. Um, Because of math, your 8 out of 12 is actually a D. Yes. That's, that's Which what I, I think is pa- a D is passing, right? No, I, yeah, it's passing. That's not that's not what I want. You know well, what? Hey, Let's move on. You weren't getting fired. So Here's hey. what... <laughs> How about that? Don't bring that up. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Triggered. Uh, let's let's begin. So I asked to do the U.S. news quiz, and in return, you are going to take the entertainment quiz. Here's your first question. All right. On January 21st, 2010, NBC announced that Blank would step down from his Tonight Show seat to make room for former host Jay Leno. Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Conan, or David Letterman? Conan O'Brien. Final answer. Yes. That is correct! After leaving NBC, O'Brien returned to late-night television in November 2010 with a new show on TBS. Question was, number two. I was hoping you weren't going to ask me which what the date was for when Conan took over versus when Jimmy, because then I would have been screwed. Oh, God. I but, don't know okay. any of this. is like... I would have sucked at this. Okay. Question number two. On August 28, 2011... <laughs> this is so August unfair. Beyonce announced <sighs> that she was pregnant during a performance at blank. The VMAs. Coachella... The VMAs, Madison Square Garden, or Destiny's Child Reunion Show? Oh, no. Um, the VMAs. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. All I right. love your game show host. <laughs> that is correct. All right. Number okay. three. You're doing very well so far. On February 11th, 2012, legendary singer Whitney Houston found dead. Mm. How old was she? 40, 50, 48, or 53? Oh my God! Are you not gonna know this? Well, because I I thought I knew like the general range, and then like all of these answers are in that general range. Uh-huh. Um, I think she had already turned fifty. I I'm gonna say f- mm. five, four, three, two, one. Fifty. Gotta have give an me, answer. Wait, give me the options again. Forty, fifty, forty-eight, or fifty-three. Uh. I want to say 53. Final answer. Final answer, 53. You are incorrect. Was it 50? How do I find the right? Oh, it's 48. 48. Oh, damn it. That That is a tough one. Yeah, okay. And I think Michael Jackson was 50, right? I think that's right. Four, question number four. We have time for one or two more before we take a break. On June 2nd, 2013, Game of Thrones fans across the world were scarred for life after the infamous red wedding scene. Oh. Which is probably, I think it's the only other episode you've seen, right? Yes, I'm like, wait, maybe this is going to be okay. During which several members of the fictional Blank family were killed off. Oh, God. Targaryen, Baratheon, Stark, or Frey? Targaryen? I don't like this look on your face. I don't like the look on your face either. You have no confidence in your eyeballs. No, I don't. Uh, Targaryen, final answer? (gasps) You're wrong! It was Stark. 
Eric, Damn Rob, it. Talisa, Caitlin all met their ultimate demise during the massacre arranged by Walder Frey. <sighs> all right. Well, you know, you're, you've got two, you're half right. I have an you've F. Two right and so two far. wrong, but there's still a lot more questions here. Uh, there's some about Amal Alamudin. There's another one that has to do with Adele, so much more to come. Let's see if Jared can redeem himself after this. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, we're almost out of time already, and we've just come back on the air, so let's keep this moving. Uh, this is a, a quiz that Jarrett pitched for the show. Very, very good. I did uh, one on U.S. News earlier, and this is how well you know the 2010s. This is Jarrett's quiz. We're in the middle of it. You've gotten two wrong and two right, and this is the entertainment portion of the quiz. Question number five. Jarrett, are you ready? Yes. On September 27, 2014, international human rights lawyer Amal Alamudin Married longtime Hollywood bachelor George Clooney. Yes, that's true. The two tied the knot in a private yacht, star, a, a private star studded ceremony in Venice, Italy. Number six. On November 20th, 2015, Adele finally released her long awaited third album, Blank. 21, 25, Skyfall, and Hello. Okay, wait. Album, right? Album, yeah, not hey, song. What year? 2015, November 20th, 2015. And the options again are? 21, 25. 25. Guy Fall and Hello. You're going 25. Final answer. Okay, you are correct. All right. You had a 50% success rate going into this. You really have. I've really bumped it up here. You have bumped it up. Question number seven. On February 28, 2016, Hollywood heartthrob Blank finally won his first Oscar for Best Actor after receiving four previous nominations. February of 2016, heartthrob, fourth nomination. Okay. Denzel Washington, Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hardy, or Will Smith? Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Final answer? Yes. Oh, you are correct. Oh, yeah. It was for that weird rapey bear scene in The Revenant. Say, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking, I was like, that's the one where he's in the bear, right? Yep, yeah, yep. Okay. And we all watched it and we were like, this is what he did for an Oscar. Yep. That's that's what that was. Okay, number eight. In 2016, fans across the world mourned the death of musical icon blank. Prince, David Bowie, George Michael, or all of the above? All of the above. All of the above. All of the above. Final answer? Yes. Damn, you're correct. Oh, God. I was really not sure. Due I was to like, the staggering... I know. I was like, George Michael, is he still alive? Due to the staggering... I, re- I remember him dying. I just couldn't remember if it was after that or, or not. Okay. Uh, number of musical artists who died in 2016. Many considered it to be the deadliest era for pop music since the 1970s. Right. All right. You're doing really great. I'm a little jealous. Question number nine. In October 2017, two words became a rallying cry against sexual... This is so easy. Harassment and assault in the wake of sexual misconduct allegations against... Harvey Weinstein. No, no, no. The two-word rally cry. (laughs) It's not people. Me too. It's me too, yes. I'm killing That's correct. Let me not get cocky. All right. uh, uh, Question number 10. In April 2018, blank, a luxury music festival in the Bahamas... This is ridiculous. Yes. Why didn't I pick the entertainment quiz? I saw both quiz? of the documentaries. Fire Fest. You're correct. Answer. Jeez. What a S show that was, right? Yeah. Wasn't that fun? Oh my God. Ha, uh, all right. Number 11. This is two more questions now. 
This is ridiculous. I'm so angry. Yeah, you could have had this. Quiz. I could have. You but you know it. what? I think that my six, the fact that I got a D now, I feel like we should grade on a curve and I should get a B. Oh, let me see how we finish out here. On first. May 19th, 2018, millions tuned in to watch Blank Tie the Knot. Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra. Kit Harrington and Rose oh, Leslie. Meghan Markle and Prince, Prince Harry, Harry and Meghan Markle and Justin Bieber and, Bieber and Haley Baldwin. Only one of those was televised. Yeah. Prince Harry and Meghan Okay, Michael. great. Now, easy question number 12. <laughs> On March 6, 2019, this is ridiculous. This is like Slumdog Millionaire where literally every question is tailored to your life experience. Oh, no. Longtime Jeopardy host Alex Trebek shocked fans oh, my when he announced that he... Has pancreatic cancer. Uh, yeah, was diagnosed with cancer. Wow, you're such a winner. <laughs> Ten out of twelve. What is that? A B? An um, A? I, I think it's. Uh, I think it's. I get my citizenship back. I think. Twelve. <laughs> let's see. Twelve. All right. You know what? I think that this was rigged. I would like a You re- did this. This is a B. Okay. It's an 83%. All right. Well, you know what? I think that I should at least be bumped up to a C. I think that my questions were way harder than if yours. If we do some hard rounding. Yeah. But you know what's exciting? What's that? The Drop the Subject Christmas Spectacular is about to begin. I'm so excited. Um, so Allie has done a lot of work writing the script for the movie that we got greenlit last week by Lifetime. And by greenlit, I mean not lit at all. <laughs> um, it's called. It's a It's a spin on Sandra Bullock's old classic, While You Were Sleeping. Mm-hmm. We've gated up a little bit. And by we, I really mean Allie. I pitched the idea, and she really went with the script. I, when we come you know back. What? It was just flowing out of me. <laughs> when we come back, While You Were Sleeping with, with someone, someone of the, of the same, same sex. sex. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. I am excited to announce that the greenlit lifetime film, While You Were Sleeping with Someone of the Same Sex, is about to begin. It was kind of like red lit or yellow lit, but... I would disagree with you, Jared. Your friend said, sounds great. I will tell you. um, I know Michael, the executive at Lifetime, is listening right now. (gasps) Okay. Um, he's traveling with his family. They are tuned in. He is very excited to hear our first draft of this script. Yeah. So. And, you know, yes, Michael, please know that this is a first draft. We're happy oh, no, to no, take no, notes. Oh, no, don't temper it now. Oh, but yes, okay. we'll take notes. All right. Well, you know, it was written in a hurry, I just want to say. Uh-uh. You know, no, no, no. I, I could work on the character development a little bit. We're selling this. <laughs> All right. So I figured you could play the main character, Jarrett, which is the uh, big-time real estate mogul, Terry. She is okay. a... This is her pre-lesbian days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She's not gay right now. Okay. What's going to ensue throughout may change. Uh, but she right now is is this real estate mogul who's living in the big city. And remember, uh, we talked to Michael when we pitched the story. It right. was about the real estate mogul uh, you know, having to return to her hometown to restore her parents' house. And then she falls in love with a sexy contractor. I'm not laughing. I'm coughing. Okay. Sorry. Go on. Uh, Emmy, you're going to read stage directions, okay? That's going to be a very important part of this. And you're also going to be handling the beautiful music that we're hearing in the background. No pressure. Okay. Are you upset? Do you want to play any bit parts or anything like that? Because you're welcome to. I'm good. I'm good. Also, no pressure, but this could make (laughs) us millionaires. Don't screw it up. Yeah. Uh, Uh, And then I will be playing a couple of characters. Armando, 
Because you're a talented voice actress. <laughs> well, Armando and Christy don't really have that much to do, so I'm going to play those. But mainly I'm going to play Jean, which ends up being Terry's love interest. <laughs> All right? For Spoiler anyone alert. that doesn't know, <laughs> right, Terry and Jean have a storied history on this show. Yeah. And uh, we're going to finally get to see how they met. All right. So without further ado, here is While You Were Sleeping with, with Someone, someone of, of the, the Same, same Sex. sex. Open on a busy street in New York City, Christmas is in the air as strangers hustle and bustle with shopping bags and holiday treats. We eventually zoom in to the top floor of a high-rise building where Terry Whitmore sits confidently, a phone in one hand and a latte in the other. Frederick, you what? <laughs> I mean, she, can I make her take any it, more dikey? Take it seriously. Take it seriously. <laughs> You're lowering your voice so much. All right, go ahead. Come on. I'm crying, I'm crying, I'm crying. Okay. Frederick, do you like your job? Because I'd like you to keep it. I asked for those blueprints last week. I know it's Christmas, but if you don't have them on my desk in an hour, you're going to be spinning it in the unemployment line. Whoa! She hangs up. Armando, her assistant, enters. Miss Whitmore, your sister's on line one. Terry picks up the phone. Christy? I can't talk right now. I've got deadlines, piles of them. Sorry, Terry. I know you're busy being a big real estate mogul and you've forgotten all about your small town roots, but mom and dad are dead. Very funny, Christy. <laughs> what do you want? Money? I'll have Armando swing by West Western Union. <laughs> no. No, Terry, it's true. They ate expired chicken from Boston Market. <laughs> I told them not to, but they wouldn't listen. <laughs> There's still a Boston Market? Terry! We need you here in Oak Grove. They left the house to you and it's falling apart. We need you to talk about, we need to talk about repairs so we can pass it on to our children. Repairs? Children? You know how much money we would, we could make tearing (laughs) that thing down and building luxury apartments? Think of the gentrification. Terry, how could you? Sandra Bullock would be disappointed in you. Don't you dare bring Sandra Bullock into this. (laughs) I'll be on the next flight out. Hangs up. I'm going to hang up the phone now. Armando, bring the car around and order me some Popeyes. I have a craving for chicken. Cut to the wispy, quiet streets of Oak Grove, a small town with simple pleasures and a heart of gold. Terry's private jet lands in the town square. She stands in the doorway with sunglasses Wait, and a grimace. Lands in the, the town square? Yep. Just right in. Exactly right. Then makes her way down the stairs. Christy runs to greet her. Terry, thank God you're here. I had no idea you had a private jet. The orphans in the church are going to be so excited to see it. I don't have time for pleasantries and orphan tours, Christy. <laughs> Let's get to mom and dad's house so I can meet the realtor and sign your life away. Okay. Cut to the Whitmore house. It's a quaint, rickety, and in bad shape, oh, in bad need of a paint job. Christy and Terry talk to the realtor, Franco. Yeah, here's the thing, Terry. I'd love to just sign this over to you so you can tear down your greatest life's memories, but it's protected by the city. You see, we do all we can to protect the heart and soul of our little town. I know it ain't much, but it's ours. Well, this house is mine, and I <laughs> I want it gone. Oh, sorry, Terry. My hands are tied. You best Your best bet is fixing it up with this super hot contractor. <laughs> she knows the bones of this place like the back of her bra. Oh, my God. Fixing it up? Franco, I gotta be back in New York in 45 minutes. (laughs) Oak Grove must be really close. Uh, I can't say, I can't stay and renovate this pile of kindling. (laughs) And who's this dumb contractor guy anyway? Let's take a break. 
Oh. We will cut to the next scene. We're about to meet the haughty contractor. We are. With a twist. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. I bet those moments were, you know, going by very slowly. You've been hanging on the edge of your seat with while I you were been. sleeping with someone of the same sex. A life, no, a Channel Q original. A Drop the Subject original. That's currently um, being pitched for Lifetime that we hope will happen. Yeah, I think that uh, your friend kind of said it was like a soft yes, and now he's probably second-guessing every single And by soft, we mean like the consistency of yogurt. Not even Greek yogurt, but like Yoplait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of just like falls out of the cup when you open it. (laughs) Like Gogurt? Yeah. Rip it off and Very, very soft. Okay. Um, So so up until this point, um, Terry has abused her assistant, uh, gotten a call from her sister, Letting her know that her parents died from bad chicken at Boston Market. <laughs> not um, not completely unlike Emmy's uh, food poisoning she told us about from yeah. the weekend. And you know what? I will say I wrote that before I knew about your food poisoning, Emmy. Oh, I, wow. How timely. Ooh, you, you had some foresight. Look yeah. at you. Yeah. Okay. We're going to jump back into the story where Terry has just landed in the town square in her <laughs> plane. And uh, this Christmas movie is going to continue. All right. Gina appears in the doorway. She wears overalls that are covered in paint, workman boots, and a loose ponytail. Straight hairs fall down across her face and, oh, accentuating her makeupless cheeks. Actually, I'm a girl, and I have doctorates in women's studies, biology, and poetry, so I don't know if dumb is the word I'd use. What? Oh, you're a woman. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Well, whatever. I guess we're stuck together for the next few weeks. Let's knock out these walls <laughs> and get this over with. I'm on a deadline. Ooh, sounds serious. Let's get cracking, city girl. Cut to the next morning. <laughs> Carrie struggles bringing in a sack of two by fours. A cigarette hangs from her mouth. Damn it! Need some help with that? No, leave me alone. Ow! Terry gets a horrible splinter. Wow, that looks pretty bad. Here. <laughs> She picks up Terry's finger and gently puts it on her lips, suckling it in her mouth. Wow. Wouldn't wouldn't want it to get infected. Here, let me show you something. Jean picks up a two-by-four and a piece of sandpaper. She hands the sandpaper to Terry. I like to think of wood as an untamed horse. (laughs) (laughs) It's trying to resist you, but really all it wants is for you to see it, to really see it. You know what I see? A big fat pile of money going down the drain. Here, just... Jean moves Terry's hand with the sandpaper back and forth across the wood. Dance with it. It's so smooth. I know. You married? (laughs) She's very forward. Uh, In the middle of a divorce, thank God. My husband's a hairdresser. My husband's a hairdresser, and he said he needs more time to be with his wrestling buddies. <laughs> I think he's cheating on me. And when was the last time you had some fun of your own? Terry looks in Jean, at Jean and her ponytail. Maybe it's a, it's the sawdust talking, but they embrace a totally and totally start making out. <laughs> they lay on the bare floor, making love all night long. Oh, my God. All right. Cut to the next part. All right. We're going to jump ahead gonna jump uh, to ahead. another day here. Mm-hmm. Terry and Jean lay on the floor wearing nothing but overalls and work boots. <laughs> I've never done that before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she said, you're pretty awful. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm aware. Okay, I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah, I know. Okay. I mean, I've thought about girls before. <laughs> After all, who doesn't look... <laughs> Great it. Pull it together. <clears throat> okay, I'm an actor. <sighs> I mean, I've thought about girls before. After all, who doesn't love seeing Helen Mirren show a little skin every once in a while? Uh, right. Uh, well, I'm glad you came, Terry. I think this house can really be something amazing. What? Oh, right. Right. Terry's phone rings. It's Terry's big boss. Hello? There's my little moneymaker. What the hell are you doing in Oak Grove? That place is a dumpster fire. Tell me about it. I'm just here, um... Uh, investigating some new properties we can buy uh, for the company. I'll be back before you know it. Atta girl. Hey, speaking of a waste of space, I had a talk with the Oak Grove mayor. Apparently that town's bleeding money. I say we buy it and replace it with vape shops and boba tea. Thoughts? <laughs> the whole town? <laughs> but what will happen to the residents? Is it my job to care? Come on, Terry. If you help close this deal, you're guaranteed to make partner. Can I count on you? You bet your sweet ass I can. Oh, Terry hangs up. Sorry, I didn't... <laughs> Terry hangs up. Who is that? Um, my dad. Isn't your dad dead? You know what? Let's <laughs> find a way to close those lips of yours. Terry kisses her. <laughs> then holiday montage begins. Jean and Terry knock down walls, use power drills to build new foundations, then paint the walls, chasing each other around the house and throwing the paint at each other. Suddenly, there's a knock at the door. That must be the talkers. <laughs> she answers the door. It's Christy. Christy slaps Terry across the face. Ow! How could you? How could I what? You sold our town to build boba tea and nicotine vapes? Christy, listen. No, you listen! You have a heart of coal, Terry. All you care about is yourself and your money. Why do you think your husband is leaving you? Oh, this is where we have to stop. No! The dramatic conclusion is a little bit later in Happy Ending. Ah! So when we come back... We got more dropped the subject. You're going to have to stick around for the dramatic conclusion of while you were sleeping with, with someone, someone of the, the same, same sex. sex. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared. That's Allie. If you're just tuning in, let me tell you, you have really missed out on something special. But good news. Good news. A, if there's a podcast, and B, the dramatic conclusion to while you were sleeping with, with someone, someone of, of the, the same, same sex. sex is coming up a little bit later. Um, I will tell you, I've heard from Lifetime executives who are listening to the storyline. Well, the, the executive, I should say. Okay. Um, his favorite lines so far were, mom and dad are dead. <laughs> um, wow, she okay. She oh. knows the bones of this house like the back of her bra. <laughs> Another Thank good you. one. Yep. Uh, he says winning line so far. That and the way that I pronounce kindling, I guess. Oh, how Maybe did you pronounce kindling? Did I say it wrong? Kindling? Kindling. Kindling? I don't kindling? know. I mean, your, um, your accent for Terry is on point, I will say. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Of course, you are welcome. Um, <laughs> he says he and, his, he's, he and his brother are driving right now. He said they were cracking up in the car. Oh, his poor brother. Exactly That's right. like nothing to do with any of this. It's an innocent party. Well, right now it's time for us to get into our office space gift exchange. All of us have scoured the office. Uh, looking for really fantastic things around the station to be able to gift one another. We've um, looked high and low, mostly low. Primarily low, <laughs> or at eye level at least. <laughs> um, and um, I, Emmy, do you want to start? Because I think you got back sure. right around the time I did. Sure, I will start. Yeah. I each got you guys something separately, okay. and then 
another gift, right? Whoa. Oh, like a, wow. Okay. The gifts reigneth upon us. Yes. Okay. Now, the, keep in mind, this is all only stuff found in the office space. Yes. Well, I really wanted to use a specific word for this, which I know is FCC Unappro- shun. Okay. okay. But in context, it's not. Okay. okay. I got you a big, fuzzy... Chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. A giant chicken. Chicken. That's definitely for Jared. Oh wow. Um, You know, I'm not really into the fur that much, but hey. You know what? It's a thought. I that know counts. you don't like Harry's chickens. But, yeah. um, <laughs> I think any will do. It's the I size that matters. So right. I and, wanted to say it so bad. I mean, it's the thought that counts. Okay. Um, Thank you so much. I really appreciate Allie, that. What are you going to do with your for chicken? You. Oh. Uh, eat it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's my gift? I Did you find you, a fuzzy taco? No, I got you a, a, <laughs> fuzzy taco. a dirty mug that says calculate your choices from accounting. <laughs> oh, how clever Thank from you accounting. So much. And then my final gift. This I had to is pull so dirty. A lot. I know it's really gross. I found it in the corner of the key studio. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I had to pull a lot of strings for this. Okay. Mm. I had to really do some some espionage. Okay. She's reaching underneath the desk. She's reaching low. What is she? Very, very hard to get. (gasps) Okay. Limited pH water. No! Oh my God. Wow. Okay, so that's an inside joke here. We have like this company called PH. Uh, they cold. they have alkaline water that has been in the building. There have been PH water bottles all over this building for as long as I've been Months. here. Um, and then all of a sudden they were abruptly gone. They were like, "Listen, we've given out way too much PH yeah. water to you people." And and they took it from us. They, they even did. sent an email saying no more PH. And our waters were replaced with this intercom water, which is like <laughs> half the size with all of our logos on yep. it, including Channel Q's for that record. Um, but the alkaline water but is But I got back. it back. Wow. wow. I don't know where you got this, but that is good. That, that is strings. a good find, Emmy. A really good find. Okay. Thank you. Um, right. You want to go or do you want me to go? Go ahead. Okay. Um, Emmy, you know, uh, since Ginger Justin got fired here on the show, um, you've taken over a lot of responsibility here on our show. True. Um, and outside of our show, you're now our music master. And so <laughs> I thought a great gift for you would be this months old edition of Hits Magazine <laughs> featuring Lil Nas X on the cover. You shouldn't have. Because it's all about the music. Thank it really you. is. Look at this. So hey, congratulations to you. Guy. That's great. I mean, you know what? A lot of it's these magazines April. are really can just be <laughs> used for April. your vision board. <laughs> it's an April issue. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. What um, a softball gift. <clears throat> okay, yeah. Allie. Yes. For you, um, you're a lesbian. Yes. <laughs> I think you've heard about that. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we named a segment on Mondays, the Monday Munch Report, as a bit of a joke and a great way to be able to say munch mm-hmm. on the show every week. And so because of the word munch, I thought, what better gift to give you than carpet? No way! <laughs> Are you giving me a se- You have a whole rug there! This is so great! <laughs> it's literally a rug. It's, it's literally a it's the old rug from our our break room. Oh, and you, just, uh, you really went to the green room and stole the rug. I did. I did. That's yeah. Selena amazing. Gomez spilled some Chinese food on that. She did. She, there it is. she did. I'm gonna sell this on eBay for four dollars. And, and for the show, I got us an Alexa. You can- with the cord from I, the green room. I do think you have to put that back. <laughs> I, I, 
Actually, you have to put this back. So. You have to put that back. Selective listening, Alexa. Let's go. Exactly right. All right. Well, very quickly, I will give out my gifts to both okay. of you. And there is a heat theme to both oh. of these. Oh, no. Are, um, the, are these the peppers? No, okay. it's not okay. the peppers. Uh, though I do have those in my refrigerator. Uh, Jarrett, for you... I went into the dr- the drawer of the company kitchen. Oh my god! <laughs> and there is a bunch of the old hot sauces. Oh wow! From all kinds of different places that have been ordered at over the oh, years. Oh, what a thoughtful! You will gift. want for nothing when it comes to sauce. Mexican style salsa from McDonald's. Uh huh. Original mild sauce from Del Taco. The heat continues with for Emmy hot laminating pouches. What? <laughs> <laughs> Random hey, thing. I, I don't know, you but I think you can laminate you, you stuff. You can laminate stuff when you're, you know, making things for yeah. the studio here. Oh, I'm pretty sure you need some kind of a special printer to go with this, but that's uh, okay. A, a heated laminating machine. Sure. But yeah, it's fine. But you know what? That's for you. It's a thought that counts. It's, <laughs> I don't think much thought was put behind this either, but thank you. We'll be right back. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back. Before we get into this really interesting list of food, which is obviously very us in the Monday Munch Report, um, we just heard Sam Smith wishing you a Merry Little Christmas. And while we're talking about Christmas music, I want to remind you that to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Mariah Carey's album, Merry Christmas, and the biggest single of all time, All I Want for Christmas is You, we're giving you the chance for the ultimate holiday gift and... It doesn't matter whether you've been naughty or nice. You can win a trip to Las Vegas to see Mariah Carey at the Coliseum inside Caesars Palace this February. You're going to win a trip for two, including round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, two tickets to Mariah Carey's The Butterfly Return Show. I know. And two backstage passes to meet the one and only... What if I just said, like, some other random person's name <laughs> To meet Tay Diggs. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> uh, to meet the one and only Mariah Carey. Uh, go to wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to win. Tickets to meet Mariah Carey. That's wearechannelq.com. And um, Tay Diggs might be there. Who knows? She <laughs> Who might knows? be in the audience. You never know There's where he's going to show up. Exactly. There's always stars in the, in the audience yeah, there. It is Vegas. Okay. So producer Emmy sent us this uh, story, and we were like, this is perfect for the Monday Munch Report. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll have that. Yas, 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 yas. What are you doing? I'm blotting the grease. It's the best part. Let me see that. So, the folks over at Delish put together this list of the, it says what Christmas looked like and tasted like the year you were born. And I'm fascinated by this because, like, the first thing they have on the front of this is a fruitcake, which, insert all your Channel Q jokes here. I mean, that's usually how we prep for our shows here at Channel Q. Just a peek behind the curtain, as you like to say, mm-hmm, Jared. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just Google image search fruit fruitcake. Right. And, and hope, just... hope neither one of our photos shows up first. <laughs> so, um... I'm fascinated by this <laughs> list. <Mr>. Jared, like, <laughs> Can you imagine you type in fruitcake and it's like my headshot? Uh, <laughs> um, and then like some photo of like Melania Trump or something ridiculous. Oh, like great. it'd be something stupid. Okay. What is interesting to me here is food. They, they go all the way back to the 40s. And the very first thing on the list from the 40s is plum pudding. Which looks like a giant loaf of turd. I, I don't even think it looks that good. <laughs> <laughs> like, it looks like a big, giant, like, rock. I don't know. That looks awful. Hey, you know what? The 40s was a tough time for a lot of people. Listen, it was. They were Kay. coming out of a, a, they were coming out a of the depression. Exactly. Yeah, they were coming out of a depression. People were just like, I don't know. 
I guess I'll make pudding out of plums and hope for the best. This looks awful. Okay, moving on. They say from the 50s was popcorn garland. Um, Which and- I was surprised that that was a 50s thing because I remember making those for the tree. I feel like I've always seen it like an old school, like, Christmas stuff, though, so that kind of makes sense. Like 70s, 80s. I mean, that's yeah, what I think probably. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but popcorn garland, I haven't done that, I think, maybe since elementary school. So I kind of, now I'm like, oh, should I make some popcorn? <laughs> like, I mean, the answer is always yes. Well, there's that. Okay. Looking forward, um, they also said in the 50s were spritz cookies? No idea what that was. Um, in the late 1950s, I remember this, actually, from when I was a kid as well, in the 80s, uh, the chocolate fill advent calendars. Oh, I looked forward to those. Like, popping them open every day? Oh, my God, it was yes. amazing. Love and that. then they started doing different ones, like, my friend now has a uh, an advent calendar for tea and stuff oh. like, like you can, and they have cheese advent calendars. There's oh. all kinds of, yeah, there's oh, a lot okay. of different ones now. Interesting. They okay. fanned out. Things got a little weird in the late 1950s <laughs> because I, I don't know how to describe this to you without <laughs> using language that would get us fired, but it's, it's called the Christmas candle salad. <laughs> Now, if you're looking at this photo, it's really just some kind of a green. It's not lettuce. It looks like parsley, even. Parsley with a banana cut in half standing up, which is incredibly phallic. Yes. And there's, I mean, if you can picture the both of the curvatured ha- <laughs> banana halves are pointing towards each other in a very phallic fashion. I don't know what the hell someone was smoking when they decided to make a Christmas candle salad. This is so weird. Again, as Jarrett says, I don't understand how parsley and banana could even sound or taste good together, but uh, maybe this is display only? They say it's just a garnish and the main attraction is cranberry juice cocktail gelatin stars. Oh, Oh, that's underneath them. This is so bizarre. This is awful. All right. Jumping ahead, um, one of the things that I remember really enjoying... um, um, seeing on this list was 1965 Crab Delight Dip. See, anything I mean, with crab, yeah. absolutely. Why would we go wrong? Why would we make that, like, why would we take that away? If it's gone, let's bring it back. The de- the word delight always makes things questionable, but in this instance, I'm here for it. Absolutely. Um, you talk about eggnog, and, like, they say this is from 1967. You enjoy eggnog. I enjoy eggnog. I love eggnog, but I never get it around Christmas time because I'm literally the only person who would drink it. And then mm. I'm like, well, I'm not going to buy eggnog and then be the only person drinking it, and so I never end up getting it. And you know what? This year, I'm gonna effing do it. I'm gonna get you some. Should. I'm gonna get some eggnog. I'm gonna get some brandy to put in my eggnog, and I'm just gonna be like the weird uncle that says inappropriate stuff at the holiday party. You've got to get the Southern Comfort vanilla eggnog. Um, it comes in a red container. It's always sold out at the store. I was telling you that I saw it at Target. A friend of mine was like, "They have it at Target. Go!" And I went and just bought all of them that they had. I'm, I'm so there. Good. You know what? I'm doing it. I'm all in on the eggnog this year. We'll. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, so we're in the middle of this list looking at what Christmas food looked like and tasted like the years we were, that various people were born. And so we haven't quite gotten to our years yet, but I know we have plenty of listeners who have been throughout the years that we've already covered. Mm-hmm. And as, with the exception of the crab dip, I would say everything up until this point has tasted awful. I Not much of it has been that appealing, to be honest with you, yeah. Um, and not much is changing next. Uh, 1968, they say the tuna Christmas tree. Stop it. This you looks You stop it. Don't awful. do anything with tuna. This just looks 
awful. They say it's just so much tuna, it wouldn't exactly <laughs> spread at the more preferable Christmas aroma. But um, freshly baked cookies or cinnamon, I, I, I'm just going to stop. <laughs> it's a mound of tuna with like leafy greens all the way around it to look like a Christmas tree. This looks ridiculous. It's, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that tuna is a standalone. Mm-mm. I don't think that we need to try and make it into shapes. Tis not. Uh, it And it's also not something that will stay in a shape once you put it there. Oh, yeah. And, and it I just would kind of think becomes a blob. In, and yes, in 1968, we were still learning, but 1968, do better. The 70s things started getting good, because the 70s introduced cheese fondue. There we go. There we go. That's when people started doing LSD, and they were like, cheese! They were also doing LSD and eating ambrosia. I hate <laughs> ambrosia. <laughs> ambrosia is that... Basically, a bunch of fruit put in a bowl with mixed with like cream. marshmallow cream and yogurt. Ugh. I don't hate it that much, but I don't like fruit much. Like I don't like any kind of a fruit salad. Literally, never craved it in my life. No, yeah. like if it's at if a fruit salad is on a buffet table, you'll guarantee I won't. Yeah, touch it. No, no, thank you. Uh, Seventy two introduced the cheese ball, which I'm into. Um, I will say, nineteen seventy eight gave us the cocktail meatball. Hello, yes, absolutely. See, now we're talking. When you have delicious things in ball form, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. We learned something in nineteen sixty eight. Don't make shapes out of tuna. Then we learned, yes, make shapes of cheese. Yes, every shape. Yeah, cheese. every shape. Um, skipping ahead to our birthday year, nineteen eighty five, the winter wonderlog. No idea what this is. They say it's a Cool Whip um, product that they, with I don't know even know what is in this. You know though, I did a couple Pistachio of years ago pudding? have a nice Christmas log for dessert. It was like an ice cream cake, and then it was wrapped in this icing, and it kind of resembled a log. I was pleasantly surprised. It had like a peppermint ice cream type of thing. Uh, so if if it if the winter wonder log was anything like that, I'm down for it. I also think people were just obsessed with Cool Whip at that point. Well, wrapping it up, the fruitcake came in 1989. It came back? Well, 1989 is where the fruitcake was in- introduced. Um, the dense sticky cake packed with sugar, soaked with liquor, and studded with gummy fruit. Mm. Um, and I, I think that's about as Channel Q as this list could possibly get. Yeah, I mean, we move on to butter cookies and, you know, the, the Coca-Cola polar bears, which are pretty gay, but I oh, think yeah. I think we can stop there. The, the fruitcake. Plus, right. we have to get to the grand finale of our, of our movie. Our While you were sleeping. Movie. With someone someone of the the same same sex. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject is back. And if you've been listening, you know that we've covered a lot. And tonight, we're going to finish up our show a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. Our happy ending is going to be someone else's happy ending. It's going to, yeah. It's going to be the happy ending of our Christmas spectacular. The sort of greenlit lifetime movie original. While you were sleeping, I love sort of greenlit. I think sort that's of, gre- <laughs> sort of greenlit movie. While you were sleeping, with someone of the same sex. Yeah. And if you weren't here from the beginning, you know what? You can check out the podcast. Drop the subject wherever you find your podcast. Yeah, because you really missed it. But I'll just catch you up very quickly before we launch into the finale. Uh, Terry's a real estate mogul. She lives in New York City, but she's from a, a small town. She returns to the small town after her parents die from eating bad chicken at Boston Market. She lands her plane in the town square, decides she's going to tear down her parents' house. Also hoping we don't get a cease and desist from the people at Boston Market. <laughs> That's true. I don't think they're listening, but hey, you never know. So then she decides, oh, I'm going to tear down the house and build condominiums. Finds out she can't. She has to renovate the house with 
this really hot contractor named Ch- named uh, Terry. They have now fallen named in love. Jean. Or named Terry J- finds named, out that she's working with Yes, uh, but now she's also making a deal on the side with her boss to sell the town in which she lives uh, to turn everything into vape shops and boba tea. Uh, where we left off, Jean and Terry have been making love and renovating the house. Uh, let's just pick up where there is a knock at the door. All right, Emmy. There's a knock at the door. <laughs> Wait, where is it? Oh, Christy okay. slaps. She answers the door, and it's Christy. Christy slaps Terry across the face. Ow. How could you? How could I what? Uh, by the way, Christy is her sister. Yeah. Uh, you sold our town to build boba tea and nicotine vapes? Christy, listen. No, you listen. You have a heart of coal, San- uh, Terry. All you care about is yourself and your money. Why do you think your husband is leaving you? Because he's gay. <laughs> You think it's an accident that we don't invite you to our Christmas anymore? You treat all of us like we're so beneath you, but we are richer in love than you'll ever be. Wah! Christy runs away. Drama queen. Jean says, you sold our town? Jean, I made that deal before I met you. You have to believe me. It was all a sham, wasn't it? I bet that you don't even want to go to Yellowstone with me, do you? No, I do. I want to see Old Faithful. You wouldn't know Faithful if it smacked you across your beautiful face. Don't talk to me ever again. Jean runs runs out of the house crying. Terry closes the door and finds a picture of her parents happily eating Boston Market with a young Terry and a young Christy. She holds it it close. (laughs) Ending. Then she gets an idea. Cut to one week later, residents of Oak Grove walk with shopping bags and coffee. One resident stops to look in a window and sees a flyer reading Grand Whitmore House Reopening Fundraiser and Benefit. Tonight, 8 p.m. The residents murmur inquis- inquisitively. Cut to Whitmore, the Whitmore House at night. It's decorated to the nines. Guests mill about how, oh, happily drinking and being merry. Jean shows up confused. You can't, oh, sorry, that's you. That's my line. Sorry. <laughs> you came. What are you pulling now, Terry? Hopefully just you into my arms. <laughs> I'm turning this home into a shelter for kids and dogs with spotted pifida. <laughs> I don't know if dogs get that, but okay. Before I met Eugene, all I cared about was my money and chicken. <laughs> but you've opened my... Pull it together, Jared. Pull it together. <clears throat> Grand finale here. But you've opened my eyes and proven that there's more to life than climbing the corporate ladder. I can climb... <laughs> the repurposed ladder of love and also benefit orphans and stuff. (laughs) Wow. I love you, Terry. All my life I've poured myself into making the world a better place. Between working with the rescue animals and petitioning to get more feminist books in the local (laughs) library, I figured I didn't have time for love. But then you came into my life. I want to spend the rest of my life driving across the country in a Subaru with you. But you're leaving. You have that big meeting with Elon Musk about turning a homeless shelter into a Tesla parking lot. I'm not going anywhere. I've been running for long enough. I didn't want to look into my past because I was ashamed of all of you. (laughs) But the truth is, you make me who I am. I'm a big old les. For the past 10 years, I feel like I've been in a coma. It's as if I was sleeping. But Jean, you found my heartstrings and woken me up. I'm yours, Jean. Let's go to Yellowstone. Oh, Terry. Get over here. Oh. Oh. Is that me? Yeah. Terry and Jean embrace. It's not highlighted, to be fair. I know. Sorry, I, mean, yeah, right. I screwed that up. 
the town watches uncomfortably and they go to town on each other. Pan <laughs> out on the small town, probably an ice rink with families skating around joyously in the background. Roll credits. Oh. I, I love they go to town in this small town on each other. <laughs> they go to small town on each other. And then you pan out with an ice rink of families. I just think it's so special that we finally gotten the origin story of Gene and Terry. I agree. It's just, oh. It's very special. It's just such a beautiful story. So, you know, to your friend Michael, the head of Lifetime, if you're listening. He's now the head of Lifetime. Okay, whatever. <laughs> He's, he invented Lifetime. Right, right. The, the original creator of the Lifetime Movie Network. Yes. Just, you know, take a chance. Take a chance on us. Take a chance on this lesbo love story. Like, Terry took a chance on Gene. And like Gene, who took a chance on Terry. Yeah. Wow. I just, I don't know a better way that we could go into the Christmas holiday. Than I don't either. Finally getting to know what really happened mm-hmm. before Terry and Gene got married at that hate rally. <laughs> um, whatever rally it was that they got married That's at. That's true. Um, so wonderful. I, you know, I hope that everyone out there is inspired by this story. I you hope go so out too. and have a wonderful Christmas. And be safe with your chicken. Be safe with your chicken. Emmy, that includes you. Yeah. And your your non-frozen burgers. Um, hey, that's a show for us, yeah. ladies and gents. Have that's a, our happy ending. Yeah, have a very happy holiday. Absolutely. We will see you when we return. Yes, um, happy Hanukkah to all of you that are already celebrating Hanukkah. Yes. Merry Christmas to those of you that will be celebrating Christmas. And then Kwanzaa starts the next day. So to all of you that are celebrating everything or anything or nothing at all, um, have a fantastic holiday season. Yeah, if you're celebrating nothing... Happy holidays. Yes, enjoy it. <laughs> Have a great time. You're probably You're off of work. agnostics, you. <laughs> we'll see you next time.